Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where we learn all about building resilience in ourselves and helping others build it too. We draw from the principles of positive psychology and coaching to help you face adversity and do more than just survive. We want you to thrive. We are certified life coaches and speech language pathologists, and we will help you manage your mind, your emotions, and become the very best version of yourself, version 2.0. Let's get started. This is Heather Stables and Leah Davidson, and this is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 14, Neuroplasticity. Hi, Leah. How are you? I'm good. How are you today, Heather? Oh my gosh, I'm so good. I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to ask you a few questions. I wondered, there's been so many people asking us, what is a consult like with us? And it's, it's kind of a fun question to think of because we get on a, a call or a Zoom call, whatever the client prefers, whatever their, their mode of connecting is most comfortable. And really, we, we talk about what they want. We talk about what they don't yet have. There's that yet word from our, <laughs> our last podcast. Um, what they don't yet have in their life that they really want to create for themselves. And I mean, really, we're the conduit from taking them from where they are now to creating the life that they want? Yeah, that is a good question. I know I've had a couple of people say, because we often say, sign up for a free consult and they'll say, well, what is it that you do? So it's exactly it. We just ask you where you are. I ask you a bunch of questions where you're at in your life in different areas and you kind of give it a rating and where you want to be. And then we help you come up with a plan and to bridge the gap. And then if you want help with bridging that gap, then we offer to work with you. And if you don't want help bridging that gap, that's fine too. You just go away with a little bit more awareness and where things are at and what options are out there. And yeah, so that's what a free consult is with us. It's kind of fun. I love getting to know people. Oh, it's so much fun. I love that too. It's like the possibility of getting a new client and all the potential that we we hold for them in their space. I know. I'm always so excited when I see, when I talk with people on consults, because I see the vision of, oh my gosh, I could totally help you with this. Like in a few months time, you will be a different person. So it's, it's pretty exciting. So if you are up for it and you want to reach out for a free consult, please do so. It's, there's no obligation. It is just really fun to talk and get an idea of what the potential is. So I love doing it, but I also love talking about our topic today. (laughs) I'm going to segue this. This is my favorite thing to talk about. I love, 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 love talking about neuroplasticity. Me too. And we have been talking a lot about our thoughts and our feelings and how we can build awareness. And when we build awareness, we can actually change our thoughts. We can allow our feelings and we can even create our feelings. There is so much that we can do to affect the results in our life. And I love just thinking about that. We can think that we're tied to the circumstances and the facts of our life. However, that's right. We spend so (laughs) much time trying to control all those things that we actually miss out on our human superpower, which is our ability to learn how to understand our mind and how it works and how we can invest in it and train it to work even better. And that is largely to do with our topic of neuroplasticity today. So I just love the brain and I kind of like that I can brag a little bit that I am old enough and have been working long enough in the field of brain injury 
where when I first started, this was only a topic that was quietly emerging. And I have watched it explode in the past two decades. And I'm so excited to see what's going to happen in the next two decades as we continue to learn more about the brain. Oh, me too. Just as a reminder, we've both been working in the field of traumatic brain injury, TBI, for many years. And so we've witnessed firsthand that A, the hand you've been dealt, remember those are the facts or circumstances in your life and can include a traumatic brain injury, does not have to rob you from creating the life you love. And B, that neuroplasticity is a powerfully motivating tool for creating positive change in your mind, your body, and your spirit. And those are the pillars on which HNL Life Coaching is based on. That's right. And I love because neuroplasticity was really a concept that I learned and I was learning to help the people that I worked with, those who had injuries to their brain or had a stroke. So it was a concept that gave people some hope that their brain can actually make repairs and reroute from the damage that it's experienced, that the brain has the ability to reorganize itself, both in structure and in function. But in recent years, we've been learning so much more about how neuroplasticity can impact everybody who has a human brain. So it's not just reserved for people who have had damage or who have had injuries. It's everybody. It's not just about finding ways to repair the damage. It's about finding ways to curate your brain and really create who you want to be. So you can shape your mind and that will shape your life. So I just think it's so exciting. Oh my goodness. Me too. Me too. So let's first talk about what neuroplasticity is. Let's dive right in. So basically neuro equals the brain. And plastic is the ability for the brain to shape itself. We used to think that children's brains were plastic, that they were malleable, and that they can make the changes. But with adults, it was basically you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And for any of you who have old dogs out there, (laughs) you know this not to be true. While children are able to heal from their injuries and learn things much faster, as adults, we also have the ability to change our brain. That's right. So let's put on our neuroscience hat and do a quick neuroscience breakdown because I think it's kind of fun. And our brain is so awesome. Are we, are we there yet? Like neuroscientists? I mean, (laughs) we are almost right. We've we've spent a lot of time about the brain. Our brain is made up of neurons and circuits and pathways. And Donald Hebb came up with the famous saying neurons that fire together, wire together, which is kind of self-explanatory. So if your neurons fire together, then they will tend to wire together. Even in just minutes, neurons can wire together. That's the part that's crazy to me. So basically the brain is like a muscle and it can be worked and it can be improved. All right. So let's look at some of the ways that the brain can change. There's a few of them. The first, there's a process called neurogenesis, which is basically as we get older, we actually do grow new neurons in certain brain regions. That is so cool. And just to throw in, because you know, I love throwing in about TED Talks. TED Talks. (laughs) 
There is a great TED Talk by Sandrine Touré called You Can Grow New Brain Cells. And in it, she talks about while it is a slow process, you are always growing new brain cells, but that there are things that you can do to help with growth. And there's some of the standard things, sleep, nutrition, exercise, new learning, and things that will hinder growth, which are basically all the opposite of those things. So that's a great TED Talk to check out. I really like that one. Grow new brain cells. Yeah. It's quick too. It's like 10 minutes long. Another thing you can do, the brain can create new synapses. So basically new skills and experiences create new neural connections. And this is what gives our clients so much hope. Yeah. And then the third way that the brain can change is it also can strengthen different synapses. So repetition and practice can strengthen the neural connections. So not only can you create new ones, but you can strengthen existing ones or ones that have become weaker just because you haven't been using them. Which leads me into the fourth one. The brain can also weaken synopsis. Mm, So these are the connections in the brain that are not used weaken. And so I like to think about habits. If you put distance between a habit that you don't want to do, and then you um, shrink the distance between the, the habit that you do want to do, you're weakening your brain synapses in doing so. In sum, you can grow new brain cells, and this is neurogenesis. But from neuroplasticity, you can also create new synapses, new pathways. You can strengthen existing pathways, and then pathways that aren't used get weakened. So cool. Yeah, I like to explain neuroplasticity in a very simple way to my clients that basically in your brain, you have many, many routes that your brain will take. It gets used to taking the same route over and over again, and it becomes like a super highway. So it's a route that's used so well, and it's not something that you ever have to think about. So you can think about it in terms of driving home. You take the same route over and over again. You Don't have to refer to your GPS every time or try to figure out, hmm, how am I going to get home today? You just know the route that you're going to take. You just know it. Oh my goodness. And I think of all the times where I've either arrived home or I've arrived at my destination and couldn't even remember the journey. It's just like you get in your car and then you're there. And I have no recollection of what happened in between. It's frightening. Hmm. That's a little concerning, Heather, but no. And that's because it's become so automatic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for efficiency's sake, we actually want those super highways. I don't want to have to think every time, like say to go brush my teeth or pour myself some water. I don't want to have to like think, how do I do that again? I actually want it to be automatic. I want those super highways. So we have many, many super highways that we love and we want to hop on every day. And also that's efficient. And remember our lower brain wants to satisfy the goal of avoiding pain, seeking pleasure and doing what's easy. So superhighways really take care of those goals. Mm -hmm. Now the challenge becomes when one day (laughs) there's a roadblock on your usual route. And this is what happens with our clients who have sustained injuries. The route that they're used to taking in their brain is blocked or any other trauma can block this route too. We see this happen all the time when there's been some sort of disruption or damage to the brain. And we want to try to reroute, to go around the roadblock and create new pathways so that you can get back to doing what you've always done. Yeah. But for many of us, our brain has not been damaged or traumatized. So then you may be asking, so why is neuroplasticity important to us? 
because you may just want to try out another route. Perhaps you want to see if you can do something more efficient or differently. Sometimes you decide you just want to take a different route to the same destination. You just want to try out different things. And what comes to mind when I think of that, Leah, and you probably can agree with this, but I think of report writing. We write and have written so many over the years. And while like we all have our individual styles, I'm always playing with the structure or the wording, which takes more time at the beginning, like it's an investment, but then it keeps the processing interesting for me and also like up levels the final product. So this is just another example of taking a different route, but getting to the same destination. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a great example, Heather. Or sometimes you have never gone to a destination. And so you have to create a new route. You then need to create a new pathway. So instead of jumping on the highway, you have to start building a new trail. And I always say, it's like, you have to create this new path in the jungle and it's thick and it's never been walked through. So you got to get out your big machete and just chop (laughs) everything to create that new path for yourself. And obviously it's hard because you've never done it before. And so your brain wants to just go on the old superhighway. It does not understand why you would even want a new path because that's not easy. That sounds painful. So the brain doesn't want to do it. No. And that's exactly what our old brain is trying to avoid all those things. But eventually if you start taking a new route, it becomes easier and easier to use. And this is the good news. And what happens is the old pathway, while it doesn't go away completely, it usually gets a bit overgrown because you're not using it as much. And so you become much more efficient with the new pathway. It does take a ton of time to practice though. And this is how we we start to build new habits. That's right. And it's not enough to just talk about it. You have to actually do it. And that's sort of the difference between learning something, which learning something is kind of passive. You can sit back, you can read, you can watch, you can observe, but practicing involves actually doing. So it's a very active thing. And to create a new pathway. You can't just think about it and read about it and look at it. You actually have to get out there and do it. You have to create the new trail. And if you ever tried to create a new habit, a new trail, you know that it's not easy. Just thinking about it is not enough. Trying it once is not enough. It's actually a lot of hard work. And I think sometimes we underestimate how much work it is to create these new pathways in in our mind. This may feel like good news that if you ever find yourself frustrated because you are stuck doing the same thing over and over that you don't want to do or can't seem to change a habit or keep reverting back to your old ways, nothing has gone wrong. It just means that you have a super highway that is dominant for you and you have to be patient and diligent with creating a new pathway. That's right, because in order to grow, to become better versions of ourselves, we likely do want to create new pathways because we're improving our brains. And that is an important part of mental health, especially as you get older. So there was a very famous study done in 2000 called the London Taxi Cab Study. And what they did is they used some MRI technology. They actually compared the brains of taxi drivers whose routes were constantly changing with bus drivers whose routes remained the same at driving around London. Now, guess what they found? (laughs) Yeah, the study focused. Heather, I do, I do. Now, the study focused (laughs) on the. 
the hippocampus, which plays an important role in spatial memory and ultimately brain structure. The larger the hippocampus, the stronger your spatial memory is. Now, you probably guessed it. Cab drivers' hippocampi, I think that's how you say that, were larger than bus drivers. Moreover, the more experience a cab driver had, the larger their hippocampus was. So what an amazing example of the power of neuroplasticity on our brain's ability to recognize itself based on our past learning and experience. So as a cab driver, you're constantly having to learn new routes in the city, which resulted in creating new neural connections, which resulted in changing the structure of the brain. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing that the brain was able to reorganize itself and just based off of that learning and the experience. So we see that it's possible and we want our brains to grow. We want to improve. And it seems that what we need to do is constantly challenge the brain to learn new things, to try new things, engage in mentally stimulating activities. So we know that's sort of conceptually how it is, but how do we actually do it? And I want to offer that the brain is like a muscle. And I know it totally seems cliche, but I do want you to think about it like this because I want to think of you going to a gym. And when you go to a gym, we all have the realization that you're not going to build muscle simply by watching people work out. I've tried it. It doesn't work. So imagine that. That would be so cool. That would be like a next level superpower. I'd love to uh, apply that to any sport like, you know, tennis. I could just sit back and just watch tennis and just be really good at it. But yeah, it doesn't work that way, apparently. So that's the same for your brain. You can't just be observing something. Like I said before, the difference between learning and practice. Yeah. You also need to have some resistance for your brain. You have to use some weight. And I also think of it like riding a bike. When the wind is with you, it's an easy ride or running, right? When the wind is Mm -hmm. with you, it's also easy. But when the wind is coming against you, you get that resistance. And that is actually where you build up your strength. So the brain is like that too. If we have some resistance, some struggle, it's okay. And that's what makes our brain more resilient. And I think this is a really important point to drive home, especially as we think about our kids and helping them and their brains building resilience. We need to be careful that as adults and and people who care for our kids, that we are not taking away the resistance that helps them struggle because that actually is their opportunity to grow. So when we see our kids struggling a bit, I know the natural inclination is we want to jump in and help them and rescue them, but we actually don't want to jump in and rescue them because we don't want to remove the struggle because that actually robs them of building their own pathways and their own resourcefulness. And I love this idea of resourcefulness because that is something that we need to grow. So if our child has a problem and right away they ask us for the solution, The pathway that they are building is have problem, ask mom, get solution. But if we don't provide them the solution and turn it back and say, what do you think? What are your ideas? The pathway becomes have problem, try to figure things out, Mm -hmm. come up with multiple solutions. Then maybe it can be ask mom, but they have developed a whole circuit of resourcefulness, which I think is so important. 
Yeah, that's cool. So the idea of neuroplasticity is that we can change our brain. We can learn new ways of doing things, learn new ways of responding to things. We can learn new ways to overcome challenges by training our brain to think differently and responding differently, just like Leah mentioned with the example she said a few minutes ago. We know that the model highlights the importance of thinking. So if we can manage our mind to think differently, then we can essentially create different results in our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's so cool. It all comes back to that model, <laughs> the, the life secret equation. And we can manage our mind by using a framework like that. Now, I do think we have to say that while we can practice and get better at things, we are also working with some genetics and other factors too. So I can get better at many things, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be a professional (laughs) at everything. So neuroplasticity isn't about making you the expert or the professional. It's about becoming better. We just want to be aware of our limiting beliefs that we can't change or we lock ourselves into certain roles. Sometimes you'll hear people say like, oh, I'm just not a leader. Or you'll hear kids say, I'm terrible at math. And and the idea is, well, you may not become a mathematician, but you can actually get a lot better. And neuroplasticity is what allows that. I've personally found that it's incredible what people can do if they challenge their limiting beliefs and get in and take advantage of neuroplasticity. No, they may not become the world's best player, but they can certainly improve upon um, many, many skills. Mm -hmm. And there's another side too. Neuroplasticity means that the, the brain is always learning, but the brain does not recognize the difference between good and bad. It just learns whatever is re- repeated, both helpful, unhelpful, good or bad thoughts, habits, actions, etc. So it can work against us too. And this is why awareness is so important for you to see what's happening in your lives and also to watch for your kids so that you can see what they are being exposed to as well. So things like trauma can have a negative effect on the brain, but things like meditation can have a positive effect. Yeah. So Dr. Rick Hansen, he is a neuropsychologist. He and has written a ton of great books. I think Resilience is, is one that he has written or The Buddha Brain is another one he's written. He talks about how we need to understand that whether we like it or not, the environment is always shaping our mind. So we are training our minds whether we are being intentional or not. So what we are exposed to matters. But we can do what he calls self-directed neuroplasticity is where we can direct what we're doing to change. So like you said, Heather, the brain is always changing for the better or worse. The only distinction is who's in charge. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Hansen has some incredible insights and we'll probably dive into them further in a, a different episode. But I just love the idea of being aware that the environment is shaping you whether you know it or not. So Mm -hmm. you might want to get in there and choose the things that are going to shape you. And same thing with your kids. Your kids are being shaped by what is happening in their environment. Mm -hmm. So you may want to get in there and have some say, especially when they're younger, about what is being shaped. Because it's not the idea of 
well, if I don't expose them to this, then they'll be free to choose what they want to choose. Like, don't fool yourself. The environment is is shaping. The environment is determining a lot of these things. So you want to be part of that environment for your kids and for yourself. So that's my little soapbox speech about neuroplasticity and getting in there. So our goal today was just to introduce you to the idea of neuroplasticity. It's such a huge, huge topic. And really, it's just, it's the idea that we can change our brain through new learning and our experience. How we are born is not how we must remain. I love that. And tied to the idea of a growth mindset, another topic for another day. We got lots of topics coming up for you. But just to say that we do have the power to learn new things. And by learning new things, we are actually changing the structure and the function of our brain. Just by listening to this podcast or any podcast, you're creating new neural connections and changing your brain. And that is so powerful. Your ability to shape and customize your brain is really based on your willingness to do it. Your willingness to become aware of your thoughts and your feelings and your habits, and then intentionally evaluate, learn, and make the changes in your brain that will lead to changes in your life. Change your brain, change your life. That's right. (laughs) And I just want to add that I think we've come a long way in talking about the importance of taking care of your body. So we are investing time and energy into our nutrition, our fitness. We have gym memberships and personal training. We go on vacations dedicated to detoxing and strengthening. And we're paying for Pelotons and yoga classes and weights and personal chefs and macro coaches and individual diets and supplements. I can go on and on and on. And I do applaud that. I think this is awesome. And our bodies need to be taken care of. And our bodies are thanking us. Mm -hmm. But there's more than just our body. We got to take care of our heads too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think we're far behind when it comes to our brain and there's still a stigma around mental health. I mean, it's it's improving, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. It's still there. People don't openly talk about their mental health as openly as they talk about things for their body. It's true. And it's not considered something that we need to do on a daily basis, just like exercise. We need to, we take care of our our brain when we're in crisis. Mm -hmm. And I want to offer to you that without your brain health, we really have nothing. Investing in our emotional and mental health is probably one of the best investments we can ever make for us all, like our kids, our parents, ourselves, everyone, every environment at home, with family, in the workplace, in society in general. Our brains are wired to learn and grow and be stimulated and change. And we are not taking advantage of how amazing our brain is. And we're not taking care of it the way we need to be taking care of it. That's right. So I want to challenge you. What are you doing for your brain? How are you changing your brain for the better? And how are you growing and learning? How are you building resilience? Because that's what it's all about. That's right. So we are so happy that you're here listening and hopefully learning because you're on the right track. And if you ever want to learn more or go deeper with us, like we said, if there's anything that you want to learn more about, we would love to hear from you. Let us know. You can send us a message. We're on Instagram, HL Life Coaching. 
and you can come to our website, hl-lifecoaching. And if you want to learn more about different topics, then let us know because the more we learn, the more we're stimulating our own brains, the more we're growing our own brains and And, you know, that's all thanks to neuroplasticity. So let's take care of our brains as much as we take care of our bodies. That was so much fun, Leah. Yep. All right. Love the topic. Okay. Bye, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.